In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have learned how it was said to our ancestors, You must not kill, and if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man calls his brother a fool, he will answer it before the Sanhedrin. And if a man calls him renegade, he will answer for it in hell fire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave everything before the altar. Go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time while you are still on the way to the court with him, or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you solemnly, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord Our Lord today unpacks the meaning of the word righteousness, which is translated in our Gospel text as virtue. In modern parlance, righteousness is the quality or state of being morally correct and justifiable. Although righteousness in the biblical sense overlaps with this modern understanding, the manner in which our Lord expounded this concept seems to differ from both our modern usage of the word as well as how it was understood by the Jews who were contemporaries of our Lord. For the Jews, righteousness, or tzedakah, refers to a religious obligation to do what is right and just. Obedience to the law was tzedakah. The righteous or just man, remember the description given of St. Joseph, is similar to a living saint in our Christian understanding of the term. But righteousness is also an essential attribute of God, for he is the all-righteous one. Our Lord, by telling his disciples to not use the scribes and the Pharisees as a standard for judging virtue and righteousness, is reminding them of this important truth. Christians must go beyond human standards, even of the most virtuous. You shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And so they must set their sights on higher things. Our Lord's righteousness, the one who did what was perfectly right and just, because he was wholly obedient to the Father's will, will be that new standard for Christian discipleship. Our law provides six vivid illustrations of surpassing righteousness to which he calls his disciples. Today we will consider the first. Our Lord will begin each scenario with this formula. You have learned how it was said to our ancestors, but I say this to you. As we heard yesterday, our Lord is not undoing or abolishing the law which is God's law. The problem was not the law, 
but its interpretation and its application. Now, our Lord gives a definitive interpretation of the law, since the best interpretation of the law can only come from the lawgiver. This first scenario which our Lord raises addresses what seems to be cheap consolation for the scribes and Pharisees, and for many of us. How often have we congratulated ourselves as being good and nice persons on the basis that we don't steal, we don't kill, we don't pillage, we don't commit adultery. You know, none of those big model sins which matter. Well, if this was true, becoming a saint would be a breeze, especially when you get to lower the criteria for sainthood and raise the bar for culpability. But if we are truly honest with ourselves, we would admit that we are far from being saints. In fact, truth be told, we are sinners, the polar opposite of a righteous man. So if our morality would just stop at avoiding murder, it doesn't mean that our righteousness is guaranteed. Our Lord is helping us understand that God's expectations of how we treat others cannot stop there. He demands an interiorization of the law that touches one's motives, thoughts and attitudes while not lessening the law's literal requirements. Therefore, our Lord clarifies that from God's perspective, treating others with contempt or calling them a fool puts us in danger of judgment and not just judgment before a human court, but the ultimate judgment before God, and that we could easily lose our salvation for what seems to be a lesser crime than murder. Each of us have our own threshold of pain and tolerance. We have mentally conditioned ourselves to put up with many things, but we would also draw the line which cannot be crossed when it comes to such things. The scribes and the Pharisees were comfortable with drawing a line and not murdering others, a line which they eventually crossed when they orchestrated our Lord's execution. But today our Lord reminds us that he expects more from us. We are to settle not just for the bare minimum, but always seek to aim higher. We must not be contented with just fulfilling what is obligatory, but must go beyond that because love always goes further. The letter of the law is to be respected, but it is the spirit of the law which would bring authentic conversion, not external compliance. But the good news is that righteousness is not just something which we could achieve on our own. In fact, we don't have to. It is God's gift to us, to the sacrifice of a beloved Son on the cross. And so, it is Christ who makes us righteous by his death and resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.